Let's go. Rolls Royce truck, that's tough. That's hard. You see the star when you look up. Look up. Bad bitch, and she got put up. Hunt in the back, cooking up. Cookin that's, that's, tough. Tough. That's, tough. that's tough. That's tough. That's tough. That's tough. Wow, 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 wow. wow. Back in. Nice. I'm telling. I'm texting Josh. Get settled back in now. Mm. Well, it, this is kind of a beautiful, beautiful medley here. We got the first team that left me out to dry and abandon me, and then we got the other team that rescued me, picked me up from the streets. Took me back to Nationals again for the first time. Mm. And then that team lost to uh, the Village Idiot, Georgia. Before that, before that game, lost to. <laughs> I don't know. We we're playing. I didn't play that game against you. I think I was in the in the heat somewhere, like thirty degrees. So it was very cold. That was a. That's the coldest game I've ever played in. I tell you who I didn't lose to this time was an eighteen-year-old boy in a one v one tournament. Mm. That is who I did not. Lose yeah, let's get that out of the way. Let's start the show. Are we ready to start the show and start making fun of me? Yes, absolutely. Absolutely, Welcome to the show. <laughs> It's your boy Stein, and I'm joined by my lovely co-host sporting his Whiffaholics jersey. Toast. Sure. Um, right. How we feeling? Great, man. It's gonna be a good. It's gonna be a good episode. We got a lot of beard, and mm. uh, Robbie said he was gonna gay it up a little bit. So can't wait. <laughs> yeah. So then, without any further ado, let's introduce our first guest, Robbie O'Quiffle, sporting a fantastic ginger beard, looking absolutely wonderful with a cat shirt on the guy looks ready to tangle how you doing buddy i'm doing good guys i'm looking beautiful God, look at that beard this this is a lot of good beard on the screen right now <laughs> i know i've got like i've got beard envy right now well not yours Stan, but uh <laughs> i'm not old enough yet y'all's two beard makes up for my little face fuzz and toasts nothing doing so we're good yeah there may there may be 80 pounds up top of the zoom call and there may be three tons at the bottom down here. there's a lot of man at the bottom of the screen right now. <laughs> heavy base heavy base to this, <laughs> yeah, to this zoom exactly. call and that makes for a low center of gravity and you love to see it and of course our other guest joe nord well-known veteran whiffler how we doing mr uh, Ryan Pat, no, no, not Joe Nord. Yeah, girl. Wow, up, wow, 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 wow. Learn your history lesson. History is. Noder, Nord, same guy, same, same, la wow, wow. I can't believe I just made that mistake on my own show. He is blowing it now, folks. <laughs> this is a bad week for This is a bad week for your boy. Mm. Bad week for the guy. Mm. Noder, good Got fucking him. lord. Was that bad out of me? I'm doing I might have to edit that out. That's terrible. Doing well. <laughs> Doing well. Uh, got a good amount of snow up here yesterday, Ooh. so dug out a little bit today and yesterday. Did you? Uh, so, with, uh, hopefully around the corner, but it's going to be a long winter. All right. Well, let's um, let's get the cat out of the bag before we give our guests the chance to introduce ourselves. Um, let's let's make fun of me for a brief moment here. Uh oh, did I lose everybody? No, I didn't. Everybody's back. My oh. connection is unstable. All right. Um, all right. No, give me, here. give me one second. Hold on one second. I so. I yeah. I had to switch back to the. We've been over this. I had to switch back to the five G network. We're good. 
But yes, the rumors are true. I played in a one-on-one tournament uh, hosted by Peter Mockaby, who again did an amazing job. And in the round of Sweet 16, lost to, I don't know, what was he, 18, 19 years old? Never seen the kid in my life. Apparently he's heard of me, which was flattering. Played a two-inning playoff game. And actually, funny story about that game. Um, I came in, uh, he hit, uh, over the course of those two innings, he hit four home runs off of me, and not a single one of those home runs was a strike. Hitting bad balls out of the park. Love to see that. Uh, and in the first inning, was one of those situations where, you know, guys throwing it right down the middle and you just kind of like squib it. I had three squibs in a row. Second inning, made a little change. I changed my bat, scored six straight runs, and then he's, he's got me up 7-6. Man on second, two outs. I hit a rocket shot up the middle. And he, uh, he made a, a really nice defensive play, somehow snagged the ball, ended the game. Kid played out of his skull, and I give all credit to him. And, uh, you know, I have thoughts on my own performance about that game, but, uh, you know, I'll keep them to myself because uh, we don't want to throw people under the bus here. And uh, at the end of the day, hit ball, win going. Am I right, Toast, or what? Oh, absolutely. You're right. And, you know, Stein, it's okay. We can. I'm really, even though it's the story about you getting your ass kicked by a kid that hadn't graduated high school yet, I'm already sick of talking about you. Let's get our guy. He has graduated high school. He has graduated high school. I think. Oh, God, I think. <laughs> Either way. Either way. Let's get on with it. Let's Come get on, on with it. Let's. You. I'm sick of hearing about you. Sure, sure. Let's. So let's hear from our guests. Let's start. Let's start with uh, O'Quiffle. Let me hear your history. How did you get involved with WIFs and where are you now? Well, really, uh, me and my dad back in the 40s got together and we invented Wiffle Ball mm. in our yard, started a company, and uh, it just kind of turned into a whole thing, you know? And uh, I always say I'm the best alive and uh, everybody else sucks, especially Toast. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to get copyright struck. For, uh, for the millennials or this, I'm pretty sure. Intellectual yeah. property. Yeah. Now, every, I mean, I think everybody knows my story, man. I, I started playing uh, in college with my buddy, uh, Dr. Mark Hughes, and um, just kind of did our own thing. I feel like we, you know, I've said it before on some other podcasts, we uh, we changed the game of wiffle ball. The, before we got into it, it was a bunch of uh, kind of uptight dudes, not a lot of, uh, you know, kind of perspective on what we were out there doing. We were out there playing wiffle ball, you know? And, uh, you know, we met up with uh, Smooch and Troop, and they uh, they were kind of similar minds, similar souls, and, you know, as we kind of progressed in the game, they kind of saw it and got us on their team and, uh, you know, started playing uh, with Sunshine. You know, he played golf mm. at uh, Savannah State University. Mm-hmm. And uh, next thing you know, I mean, we're – you know, we're starting to, you know, finish in the top 16 in national tournaments and starting to beat teams that are, you know, when you first get in the game, you're like, damn, those are good teams. And we start playing with them and start beating them. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, then we brought on Toast and everybody knows how Toast really changed, uh, you know, our team and, um, you know, really kind of took a, uh, gosh, how many years was it since I played last, I quit in 2011. Yeah, so I took a nine-year hiatus from the game and came back uh, at UWIFS. <laughs> yeah, buddy. Great time for you. You know? Yeah, oh, and that was a hell of a tournament. But, uh, but yeah, man, just just a, a former baseball player. You know, I never 
never really got my baseball career off the ground because evidently when you know when you you go to a division one college to play baseball you have to go to class or they kick you off the team oh, shit. <laughs> that out. they must have just came up with that rule or something i don't know. i think they might have invented that rule for you robbie may have literally i mean in the in the early 2000s there was kind of a gap between like if you were a good athlete you could go, i guess go to school and get away with it but some universities mm. at that time kind of kind of changed it and uh I hate to see it i kind of found actually that was kind of weird my my first year that february my coach had to inform me he's like you can't you can't suit up man. like <laughs> Damn. you're probably gonna lose probably gonna lose your scholarship and uh yeah wow. that's <laughs> tough that's tough folks but I uh, I, the yeah. sure. And I think you make a, a good point, of course, uh, Robbie, part of the super savvy psychos. Uh, the story that you're telling me, it reminds me, Toast, you're going to love this. It reminds me of bread. It reminds me of sourdough bread because without the culture, sourdough bread is not anywhere near as good. You got to cultivate that culture and then you, you know, it grows and it builds and it, and it, that's what Savvy did for Whiffs. It was the starter, it was the sourdough starter that turned a bunch of douchebags throwing a ball into a real community that eventually evolved into what we see now. So a lot of credit there. Yeah, you used to never see, I mean, the, the New England guys were always kind of tight, but everybody else was kind of left out, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And uh, now, I mean, I feel like it's, you know, it's a pretty good community. Um, everybody kind of gives each other tips and, you know, the newer guys, I mean, bottom line, if you're new to the game, you get you go to one of these giant tournaments you're gonna get destroyed anyway but uh now it's not so much of a business mm. you know it just felt really business like like yeah okay you know yeah get up here we're gonna take your money we're gonna kick your ass we're gonna send you home and we're not gonna give you any insight <laughs> any anything you know yeah and toast can toast can you know comment on that i mean you know we uh we played him he it was him and his college buddies and you know same old, same old. They come out, they get swept off the field, but you see this kid has a little something and, you know, he learns and learns and then we, you know, and it just, it just came around. But a lot of guys, when they go to those tournaments and just get, you know, the new term that's been coined is whiskey duck. Uh, <laughs> Yikes. They never come back, you know? So I feel like that's one thing that we've done, especially with the sport, is help, help yeah. people interest over the long That's a plug on the brand there, too, by the way, probably the, the whiskey duck term that Savvy yeah, whiskey duck. Nice little, nice little, I like that. And I got whiskey <laughs> ducked just yesterday, so that that really happens, and the feeling is real about it. Um, but yeah, man, that's that's an interesting story, and I think that one of the things that you whips did, we'll get into it, but one of the things that you whips did so well is they kept that savvy mentality where guys are hanging out instead of just kicking each other's ass. So that brings us to our second guest, uh, Noter. Um, another guy who was very well known a little bit back in the day, um, but to our younger listeners might not even know who you are. So can you tell us a little bit about your lineage and where things are for you now? Yeah. Um, so like most people, I started in my backyard, um, initially set up a field with plywood boards and, you know, old tires, Hmm. um, graduated finally to some snow fencing. Um, and that kind of spawned in our, our little town, three or four other people to put up their own parks. Uh, and we kind of had tournaments and play all summer. Um, coming to college, there was, I can't remember exactly the name, but uh, 
like wiffle net or something you used to be able to post your team whether it was competitive uh backyard and it kind of had a message board and uh there was a post out there uh for a team looking for a player to go to new jersey go down to um the uh trenton tournament uh was in the fall uh because i know we were in school uh answered the post uh met gary lavoy came for Mm. the tryout I was the only one that showed up, so I got on the team. Uh, went down with 603. I think it was an 03. Played in Trenton. Uh, we did really well. We finished one spot out of the money, um, which at the time I think we would have actually stayed. So we had to first indulge into uh, driving home from uh, Jersey, you know, at seven at night when you've just uh, played all day. And um, played. Next year in uh, 04 in Fast Plastic with my own team, Whipaholics, with mostly uh, all, yeah, all kids from my high school, hometown mm. buddies. Um, you know, we didn't make it to Texas that year. Then 05 started again, played with my hometown buddies. They all kind of lost interest as we started losing. Then um, picked up a few players because I wanted to still play from uh, the Golden Stick League because a bunch of kids had played there and there was a few kids that didn't have teams, didn't have homes. And actually, most of those kids still play today. Brian Adams and Eric Stevenson. Um, Mm -hmm. We didn't have any of the points, anything necessary in 05 to uh, qualify for Texas. But uh, in the playoffs, we threw a bunch of upsets, um, beat the old... um, GSW Blue to uh, get a qualifying uh, berth uh, and make it to Texas. And then we kind of scrambled, uh, you know, whole money together. And I think Brian Adams was 18 when he went. So mm-hmm. uh, kind of hinged if his mom would let him go, uh, but made it to Texas in 05 that first year. Uh, played with those guys in 06, went parted ways, then played with some New Jersey, New York teams. Um, then back with, uh, with the Hogs, played with uh, Itsum. Uh, then really uh, gave it up in 12, the last year in um, Massachusetts, uh, retired, retired, or they kicked me off for, uh, that's the year they, uh, they signed uh, Toast, so uh, maybe Paul West uh, kicked me off the team, um, but then uh, played once in 14 just on the governor's team, just because, like going to uh, the event, but that was the only time of the year and hadn't mm-hmm. played until last year. Um, the GSW Pro uh, spawned up and played in that because I wanted to get back to Texas kind of. Um, really, the first year Texas occurred, I didn't know anything about it um, and then kind of heard about it in 18 and wanted to try to get back there. But then when UFs came, uh, that was obviously a definite, but I was really looking to make a uh, comeback anyways um, a- after the uh, after 19 whether that was in Texas or uh, in Heck York yeah. so, so about a, about a seven year uh, retirement came back <laughs> leather record show I did not know that uh, was it called for, uh, thought there was a spot that's how I was recruited they said we need a spot for a pitcher I did not know that there was anything there wow, we're going wow, to wow, we're gonna have to get wow. a one call with painter about this. Ooh, Payne, and now uh, that would be an interesting guy to get on the show. I haven't heard from him in years. Um, but yeah. yeah so- um, <laughs> no, go ahead. He's actually, uh, Lanigan was, and 
you know, he'll probably come back next year and prove me wrong. But Lenigan's like, why didn't you get him? And I'm like, well, last time I played with him, he was 47. So he's 57-ish now. Uh, <laughs> like, you know, he probably still could hit, but um, yeah. So His knees, man, his knees. Get him on back. I remember <laughs> playing against him in 14 in, a, in an elimination game. His knees are just... I, he could still hit, and I'm sure he could still probably throw it pretty hard, but his lateral movement was just shot the last time I saw him. And the well, odor that comes off of him. That. Yeah, the odor that comes off of him been. must be. I mean, imagine like that odor has just fermented for another <laughs> decade. Sick. Yeah. But I will say this painter yeah, will they, tell you. He'll be like, listen, bro, you don't want to come near me at an event. He's told me this. He's been like, I smell, I stink. Don't come <laughs> near me. So he, he warns you about it, which is polite. <laughs> I love that shit. Hell yeah. That was a, that was a good team. I mean, I, I had a great time, and I was also under the impression that I thought that you were coming back too because I think mm. that we actually played against you with Savvy the year before or a year before yeah. that. Did we not, Robbie? In Boston? Yeah, yeah we opened uh, Yeah, the uh, first game. Yeah. Um, I don't think you pitched. I think uh, Bragg pitched. He did. Um, but, uh, yeah, we played you the year before, but – they kind of had to talk me back in 12 to play, and then 13, I was kind of done. Um, well, good to see you back, man. Absolutely. Yeah. Like to see it. Yeah. It's good franchise. Well, I think everything that you no, well, think about uh, it, brought back. All that started in but, your backyard, uh, and then some little hick guy in Georgia's wearing a jersey down here. So. Wow, LG Hicks. And it's, it's yeah. interesting because, like, a lot of the stuff that we just talked about, if I know that a decent portion of the people who listen to this show are younger dudes, and they may not know who the fuck Painter is because they didn't start playing until 2015. They have probably never heard of uh, uh, team names like the, the GSW Blues, right, which was a very well-known team back in, like, the earlier formative days of Whiffs. Um, so it's just very interesting to see these cross generation, and we don't have time to break that all down. But it would be—it's just interesting to see how these cross generation wiffle guys are now tying together. And you know, we really have the committee under you whiffs responsible for that. So that's kind of what I want to get into uh, right now, uh, because both of you all made comebacks for this event. So I'm—I'm I'm hoping you can each tell me a little bit about what was it about this event that made you say, that's the one, that's the one that I'm coming out for uh, and, and I need to be there. So whoever wants to start, go, go for it. All right. Um, um. We uh, see, got a, got a phone call from Troop and he said, hey man, think about playing wiffle ball again. And uh, he said Smooch was already on board. And at that point, it was for yard. It had nothing to do with you whiffs. Um, you whiffs hadn't even dropped yet. And, mm. uh, you know, I'd been wanting to get back into whiffs. I, I just had a bunch of kids and they were finally getting to the age where I could, you know, where they're not babies and infants and everything. You got to be around all the time. And it's something that me and my oldest son, uh, Cameron, we uh, started playing together a lot in the yard. So when he called, I was like, I've actually been, you know, me, you know, I've taught Cameron how to throw and we play, you know, pretty much every day in yard. You know, my mind was slow pitch, and I didn't know that they, you know what it was, what it is. But, <laughs> yeah, it's gotten a little different over the years. Yeah. I mean, I still can hit it, man. Come on. Uh, <laughs> sure, 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 sure. But uh, yeah, so I, we got together and we went up to New York and ha and just had a blast. And then, uh, you know, we really didn't have 
you know, the arms where we needed to be to compete at UWIF. And we knew that going into it, but it was one of those things is you, you can't have an all-encompassing United with a ball tournament and not have the savvy guys there. You know mm. what I'm saying? Okay, not so this was like almost an obligation. Uh-huh. It, it was, I mean, it's more like a due diligence to wiffable. Like, you know, um, mm. it was, you know, you, you can't, you, you got to have, especially like you said, the younger guys, some of these 15-year-old, 16-year-old kids coming up, even some of these kids in their, in their young 20s, yeah. mid-20s, they don't even know who I am or who yep. Savvy was. They yep. know who Toast is, but, you know, they don't really know that, you know, this was a group of guys that were, like, we, we invented all the screaming and running around and acting like an idiot. You know what I'm saying? Like that's, that was us. Uh, yeah, so I mean, was, was, LFG good. like yeah. LFG has its roots in savvy, right? And that's a term that is now not only used in the wiffle ball community, but like professional athletes all over the world use that shit. I mean, we're we're trendsetters, man. We definitely changed the world. You know mm. what I'm saying? But uh, but yeah, I mean, I you know, I was sitting there thinking to myself, I'm like, God, I'm gonna try to go, you know, hit against these guys that are throwing all this smoke and all this junk and it's been like nine years since i've seen it <laughs> kind of set myself up for a letdown but uh you know we practiced for about a what was it toast about a month month and a half on fast pitch and uh battery. yeah a couple of hit a couple of times before and i kept denying toast i was like there's no way in hell everybody's throwing this hard i was like this is full of crap because <laughs> that's another thing you know stein the game has completely changed since oh, yeah. 2011 and 12 to now. Oh, yeah. You know, round robin pitchers, you know, for guys like me, I mean, I consider myself, I consider I, I can hit. I used mm-hmm. to feast on those guys, you know? Yeah. No, now different. I'm going, yeah, now it's like, oh my God, I got to face this kid in round robin. Like, how, like, mm-hmm. I mean, T Wig, I got to, I got to hit mm-hmm. off a of T Wig and then, you know, go face, you know, you know, who else we play? A kid from the, the Yaks. I mean, I, I don't even know half their names, but I mean, everybody's throwing freaking smoke. You know? Yeah, and what's crazy about it is that back in the day, when somebody came out throwing cheese, the game ended one nothing on a ball that somebody yeah, just ran no. into. Right now, everybody hits. Everybody hits. That's why we're seeing all of these unscuffed balls coming back because people have to try something new, because everybody hits. Yeah. Well, that's that was the thing about the U.S. format is the four the four inning games and the fact that you're facing. Mm-hmm. You know, just everybody's elite. You know, yeah. not everybody's elite, but everybody. There, there is no like there used to be. You used to look at your your bracket and go, okay, that's a breather. Okay, we're mm-hmm. gonna throw our three or number four in this game. Yeah, you know, there was none of that. It's like I gotta win this, this. I hope to win this game, and then we'll move forward. And yeah. it, you know, it's just uh, like I said, having such a long layoff. You know, and it was it was great for the competitive side of me. But, uh, you know, the older we get, you know, the, the clock is ticking on us, man. And it's yeah. like, how many more of these things do we have? Well, shit, me you and know? Toaster 30. That that stop clock yeah. just fucking started for us. I'm not happy about it. Yeah, it's not good. 30, 30 you, fall, you fall apart at 30, for sure. <laughs> yeah. Lee's done. Lee's done. Lee's done. Uh, not only that, though, but these two guys faced off at UF, man. Yeah, yeah. So I, I kind of want I wanted to get into that in a moment, but at first, if you could note or just tell me a little bit about what inspired you to pick up the spikes and come out for this one and not, for example, uh, something else. Like, what was so special about this one? Um, well, I, I kind of was hoping to come back to Texas this year or last year, mm. um, but with US, I know that it brought 
you know, not just myself, but everyone else back. Just the, the amount of teams. And I think the fast pitch kind of died because, you know, kind of why I stopped playing besides my arm hurting the whole year is, uh, <laughs> you, you know, you're playing the same guys every tournament and it's like the four or five same guys and mm-hmm. kind of don't have that energy and you need the, you know, new younger guys to kind of bring up uh, the energy and just having 40 teams in, in the venue uh, like I mean 603 came bam right back um, you know kind yeah. of blanking on the there's a bunch of other teams that got those guys back and like even though we did play the Black Dog twice which we've played you know a million yeah. times that's tough um, the uh, you know we got to play new teams we got to play you know, we played Savvy before, but we got to play two new teams we didn't see. And, you know, there was the potential we could have played a bunch of other teams, all those mid-Atlantic teams that play mm-hmm. a lot now. Um, so I think that kind of gets uh, this now nostalgia of Texas when kind of Texas was great when it was, you know, 40. The first year we won, it was 40 teams and we, like, had to qualify to get in. Uh, you know, they just wouldn't let anyone in. And then yeah. the next year it might have went to 30-something or – but. You know, it just the more people brings the more energy to any tournament, I think. Yeah. And I think that and Toast, feel free to step on my face if I'm wrong here. But I feel like the direction that you wits is heading in is that it's always going to be big. But that at some point there will be some sort of qualification situation because if you've got, you know, upwards of 60, 70 teams looking to play, there's only so much you can do. There's only so much that you can manage while still producing a high quality event in a venue like that with the experience for all the guys. And so maybe some sort of wild card tournament, maybe some sort of circuit that qualifies you based on points. Or I don't know. I'm not a part of it. Don't want to be a part of it. Um, but whatever the cooks have in the oven right now is probably going to eventually lend itself to a situation like that, which is great from a competitive standpoint, and it's great from a communal standpoint. Um, and yeah, on that, not, it's not—it's not just the cooks. Like, it's, it's oh, still, I know. Oh, yeah, that's 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 fair. It's still our, it's, that's it's fair. still the committee, and uh, we have literally tossed around all of this already. Like the week after the tournament, mm-hmm. we know that that there's going to be a higher demand next year because all the teams mm-hmm. that came out and represented their league are going to go back and say, hey, this was fucking awesome. I need yeah. to come back, and everyone needs to come. So we're preparing for that. Like you said, um, we have a, a tight relationship with the Revs. I, they, I know they were more than helpful this year. I mean, I've yeah. never been to a place you could go get nachos and a beer and watch football like all eight games one time. Like, that was nuts. Just, uh, that's a whole other story for a whole other day. But yeah, the, the, the good and the evil here, you kind of got to balance because if you want a nice venue, you can only fit yeah. so many fields on exactly. it. Exactly. And unless you get, unless somebody knows Jerry Jones. If somebody knows Jerry Jones and you can play in Jerry World, you could probably have a 100-team tournament there. But other than that... <laughs> they, they, do, uh, they do a lot of events there. I've been to a, yeah, um, yeah. a utility event there and... Uh, Sick. The late the bartender lady said, "Oh yeah, they have three or four of these. That you know, every uh, weekend they let you, uh, well, let's not, hey, you let's get on the jumbo drum, come out and smoke, and uh, get, let's get Jerry and these crazy the, ass uh, eyes on the show. How about that? We'll see. We'll see. The what committee, I think, I think the committee bringing also I didn't mention is the the Midwest guys because yeah, I used to kind of see all these like leagues in other areas, but I'm even when fast paths, I'm like, why don't these, you know, why don't they play like, um." 
you know, kind of the competitor itch in you. You know, it might not be everyone in your league, but if you create an all-star team, like, why don't they want to come and, like, see who's the best, you know, mm -hmm. not just be the best kind of in their little area. Yeah, the uh, best so of the best of the best. I think a lot of turned off in the turned off in the past maybe just uh the organization but the committee kind of you know embodied the uh united front uh and was able to bring those teams in so i think that's huge too and that's so, so big and i think about i think about the original uwips mantra which was honoring the past something about the present recruiting the future you know what i mean and so like the yeah. idea like the importance of getting guys like O'Quinn and Noter out to the field is not just because like, hey, we miss you and we want you to come back. Like there really is like a big ambassadorial role that needs to be played by these dudes where they demonstrate, hey, you know, there was a time where I was throwing smoke and I'm not throwing smoke anymore, but I'm still here to fucking play. And, uh, you know, you better be ready to play against me. And so I, I, I think that seeing a lot of that, like, you know, getting 603 back and maybe someday we can get Doom back or, you know, whatever the case. Um, I think that the importance of that should not be overlooked as just, oh, it's great to see these guys again. I think it's, I think it's an integral part of, of that. So being there is, is big, in my opinion. I agree. I agree. And it's, uh, like you said, it, getting the Midwest guys out was, was huge because that's never been accomplished before. Yeah. And like you were saying, the cooks earlier, you do have to give them the credit on that. They took their team from Mid-Atlantic and went over there and played in a tournament that they're not used to playing. Mm -hmm. Made a lot of good relationships, and then they brought it back to us. And then now mm -hmm. it's it's catching out. It, it, it's like a wildfire now. Now it's just spreading out. It all started at UFs. So now it's going everywhere. You got teams and leagues popping up. Yep. It's going to be chaos next year. We got our work cut out for us, but you know that's what we signed up for. I'm very curious to see how you manage to, as a committee, keep the number of teams reasonable so that the venue can be preserved but also get more teams involved and i'm sure you have ideas wild card tournaments would be sick qualifiers would be sick maybe the top 24 teams in the nation get in and then the remaining where we, no, where, 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 where we're different is it's, it's not going to be the the competitive cutthroat you have to show up and win kind of thing it's mm. more like if you're serious about it and you want to come play in this tournament and do stuff like that and get your name out there and represent your league and your team and yourself then maybe we set up a few tournaments throughout the year that say hey if you just come in and, and play then you're qualified you yeah. just got to register on time so maybe kind that's of, the ticket we don't kind of like there's an nwla of thing right so like, no, like there's, and it's, there's and a it's not accumulating points it doesn't matter right. who wins like you're right. always going to have the top tier teams like you said i know mm -hmm. back in in the texas and the fast plastic era there was always rankings and stuff like that and that kind of excluded and it, it kind of bottlenecked the the talent yeah and it kind of just leaves the life out of it we, yeah that's what we want to avoid like, if you want to come out and play and learn and play maybe you're not the best i mean so i come out and get whiskey ducked and then go back and be better and come back next year that's what they're talking about doing now they're already recruiting they're on to the next one so you got yeah, to take off of those guys dude they were they were coming in hot i mean they were riding riding a hot wave on the way in and then you know they they kind of saw what it was about and they're like holy shit this is a little bit more than than what we thought it was but now you know they they love it they love the culture and they love uh the competition and that's what you're looking for came in hot and burned out bright mm -hmm. i think some of the answer to to the space or the logistics of the problem being too many teams or not enough teams is maybe expanding the rosters on some of these you know existing teams that we have 
You know, it'd be mm. cool to see, you know, 603 Savvy join up or, you know, some other teams that, you know, have always, you know, meshed well joining up and having one team or, or plugging, you know, like, like Toast was saying, you know, his, instead of, you know, him jumping on the Whiffaholics and people dropping off, being able to keep all of them on that team, then that mm. team would accept, you know, that's, that's what I'm saying is, you know, you, you, you might, extend, you, you could extend game innings, like make it a seven inning game, then you have to use two pitchers. Yeah, I think yeah. that four innings is tough for a fast pitch game. I think I like five. Five is a great number. Um, maybe in a championship game, you could go to six or possibly even seven. But I think that five historically has been a great number for a fast pitch. And four is really good for medium pitch. Um, uh, but it'll be interesting yeah, to see because... What were you I saying? Five was, I thought five is usually uh, yeah, is ideal. Uh Four didn't work as bad as I thought uh, this year, kind of. Mm -hmm. I think a lot of got determined, at least the games we played. Uh, you know, you figure there would be a lot of zero zeros going on the fifth. But like you earlier were saying, a lot of guys get hit now, even mm -hmm. if you're throwing smoke and throwing your first guys. So uh, I think it helps saves a little bit. And we tried the uh, seven innings uh, for Golden Stick Pro, and it kind of just drags you. That's a lot. That's a lot for a fast pitch game. Let's get home to the next game. It's like, yeah. Just yeah. Gets... And there's the thing, like, yeah, that's just like what's happening now with my homie out on that in the committee and say you're an idiot, and then we work it out from there. That's exactly <laughs> how it works. So there's your dive into the U.S. right there. That's important. I throw that idea out. Somebody's like, yeah, we've tried it before, and then this is the thing, and then you find the hybrid. Mm -hmm. You go from there, and then you work it out. But no, I don't know go. much. You don't I don't know those a whole lot. either. I saw you throwing. I don't even know what kind of pitch that was. That that drop, overhand drop. I don't. I've never seen anything like it. So if you have anything weird and quirky now, that's that's what is going to yeah, be. Yeah, it's what works. It's not smoke. It's the weird stuff. Mm -hmm. It's going to be there a lot. Mm -hmm. I don't know a whole lot about the UWITS community, but I do know the only thing I do know about that committee is that they argue a lot. And I think that that's important because you want to avoid groupthink. <laughs> You want to make sure yeah. that different ideas, you want to make sure that brainstorming is happening. And that's something that the WIP community was missing a lot of. And I would say that it's no longer missing, which is excellent, right? That's what you want. We've been around each other. And I we hate each other now. So <laughs> I think the uh, format came out, uh, you know, as best as possible, kind of running tournaments in the past. And, you know, we kind of heard rumors about some other stuff. Uh, you know, I think it would have been discouraging if, teams came and only played two quick games and then they're gone or uh you know sometimes if you have you know you lose your first two games even if you won your third game you're still kind of done uh, yeah. to try to avoid you know teams having to play you know 10 12 games to win it all but just bouncing teams real quick uh you know it's obviously a lot of money and commitment to come up and mm -hmm. play a couple especially if you don't live in the area right. you know yeah. if you gotta fly out Which or something is, like yeah, that obviously the goal um so only a few teams that happened to, but at least they got a three full games and it wasn't like right. you lost your first two and you were out. So, um, you know, considering everything. Yeah, kind of I think you're kind of playing your own level once you kind of... Yeah, the, yeah, the winners play the winners, the losers play the losers. And I think three games is your magic number, right? If you go to a tournament and you play three games and you lose all three, I don't think you should expect to play a fourth. And yeah. I know that there's exit games and stuff like that that, you know, give people that. I think that the best way to, if you play three games and lose all three games and you want to play more, I think that a great way to remedy that would be to have away from the main competition, 
like a big field, a big, big fun field where guys who are just dicking around can go and come. And at one point it's two on two and then a few more guys show up and now it's a five on five game and then they go away. And you know what I mean? You can take BP on that field. I think kind of like a fun field would be an interesting idea. Giant like man sex pile is what he's talking a about. A man sex Pile. Back Sounds to the pile. Get about 40 guys over there to the left of the main field. Let's drop trial and all start banging each other. <laughs> Back to the pile. <laughs> and we lost Noder, just like that, folks. Noder's actually no, Noder's actually <laughs> getting naked. Beer time. He's getting ready to hop into the pile. He's getting dressed up. Get another beer. <laughs> yeah, he's getting he's getting the coconut oil. <laughs> Uh, we need to get Johnny Wilson back in I feel like he's messing out. Yeah. Definitely gonna get this well, on, on the note of a naked pile of 40 dudes, we are just about out of time. I want to thank our guests, Noter and Robbie O'Quiffle, for joining us. It's been an absolute pleasure. Thanks so much. Let, let oh, thanks for having us, his, guys. Uh, let Robbie plug his new football team idea that he wants to do. Let's hear it. Let's plug it. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, real quick here. I'm, I'm thinking about starting a new team and i'm going to call it the bears mm. and it's going to be all the big guys in wiffle ball the big gay guy <laughs> the bears <laughs> that's where i'm going so i need a picture so uh it's an open invitation i'm going to get like lavoy i'm going to get Leahy. i saw noter's eyes open up in his beard like this. if you have lavoy pitching then that's all you need you <laughs> just <drive LaVoy. laughs> oh we're gonna be terrible but we're gonna have a hell of a time <laughs> please please get food man on that team please oh yeah Bugman, he's definitely on, I mean, who, who's on the, you know babs will be on it he's a big gay you know <laughs> love that that sounds like a very attractive team i missed babs this weekend one of these days we're gonna get him out there hanging out at the mock tournament and again once again just to plug the vegas spot i feel like every whiffler who likes vegas even a little bit needs to make their way out there and play adam is a fantastic host and uh, i'll come over there and i'll bug you too because i only live two hours away and i'm desperate to play whiffs Right. All right, that's it. That's the show. We did it. Great job, guys. Thanks so much. Uh, I think, I think, fingers crossed, next week we're going to have one of my wiffle ball idols on the show, but I don't want to give anything away because he does have a reputation for not always attending the things he says he's going to attend. We will see. We will see. Wow. All right, we're out of here. All right, fellas, thanks so much. Great talking. Thanks, guys. Is that, is that Joe Nord? Is Joe Nord going to be on next wow. week? <laughs> wow! Come on! Had to bring it back. No, I, I actually, I actually, Leahy told me he would come on the show. That's tough. 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 Wait, wait, hold on, wait a second. This is gay. This is really gay. Yeah, this is even gayer than all the men getting in a big pile and having sex with each other. Okay, sorry, my bad. Everyone back in the pile. Back in the pile, everyone. We're going back to the pile. Jump in, Come on, everybody. everybody. We're going back to the pile. Yeah, come on. <laughs>